What is up, Rose? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, September 3rd. Ooh, September, Friday the 13th. Is it? Is it spooky? Yes. Yes, it's spooky season already. Wow, it is officially spooky season. You heard it here first. Breaking news on the Crease Dive. It is spooky season because it is Friday the 13th. But we have... Some PLL semifinal action coming up this weekend at Red Bull Arena. So, Jake, final two weeks of the year. How are you feeling? Uh, it's crunch time. You know, it's crunch time and uh, crushing that content. It's also crunch time for for the boys. Um, I'm feeling good, man. Um, I, I, I can confirm that I will be in Philly for the championship, so pumped about that. Boom. Back-to-back breaking news. Uh, that's right. Back-to-back breaking news. I will be there with the boys uh doing a doing the crease dive in a uh a, a live podcast on the on the 21st so you know look out for that it's gonna be f- fucking sweet um i'll try not to swear as much as i normally do is that is that are we down with that like a is it like a, a g-rated thing are there gonna be kids around yeah so uh first like <laughs> obviously it's it's a big it's a big weekend coming up here at, at red bull arena but like Fast forward one more week. Um, yeah, so if, if you haven't seen it yet, the boys were going to do a little live show at uh, the PLL Championship uh, on September 21st down there at Town Energy Stadium. So we will be situated in the, in the premier zone. So there will be two games on the day. There will be the game for the first draft pick and then a little bit of a break, and then there will be uh, the championship game. So we'll be doing our live show in between those two games at premier zone. So yeah, it is, I don't know. So, you know, I, I've made it out to one uh, PLL weekend like this, this year. So it was the first time that they were in New York. Um, But just from like watching all of like RJ's videos, it looks like the premier zone is flooded with um, some, some younger ears. So we'll try to do our best to tone it down a little bit. So like if you're like a dad listening right now and you're like, uh, well, you know, I don't want my kid to hear the word fuck. Well, it's like, guess what? Like your kid's saying fuck shit, piss ass, like bitch, like at school already could be like in preschool, but I don't know. He's he's probably vaping too. Uh, I I mean, at this rate, you know, it doesn't matter how old your kid is. He's probably, you know, hitting that jewel uh, in between, you know, sixth grade algebra and uh honors you know social studies so you know like it's it's not the worst thing that's you know in and around his mouth right now i feel like kids these days just rip jewels in the middle of class they don't even like like remember like back when we were in high school and like the like like the goth kids they would like sneak off into the bathroom to like smoke a cigarette it's like these kids like they're just chilling out in class and just fucking ripping a jewel and just like playing Fortnite in the middle of class, like on the smart board. I actually knew that there were, um, I actually know a couple teachers and they say that the biggest problem is the kids will smoke the jewel in class and then they'll blow the smoke like into like the long sleeve t-shirt or like into their sweatshirt. So like you just, it just kind of dissipates into thin air. So like, it's really hard to catch the kids because it just looks like they have their hand on their mouth. But in reality, they're just ripping, they're just huffing a jewel in the middle of class. I yeah, the worst thing that we did, worst thing that we did was like dip in class, right? You know, there were kids that would would dip in class and like spit it back into like a Chick Fil A straw or something like that. But yeah, like you you'd catch like the occasional kids who would like fall into some early onset alcoholism who would like fill up a water bottle with some vodka. But I don't, know. I can't tell if kids are like just aggressively dumb or if or if the, the blowing the jewel into a long sleeve is the smartest thing that I've ever heard. Um, but either way, but. The fact of the matter is that we will be doing a live show. You know, it, it'll probably be you know like thirty minutes, just because you know we'll get on there one forty-five, and then I think that championship game's at like two thirty. So, um, as much as everyone would love to just hang outside of the premier zone and listen to us talk bullshit for like a few hours and just completely miss the PLL championship game, um, we are there for the championship game. But yeah, I mean, Jake coming up from Atlanta to Philly for this one. So, you know, it's going to be a massive weekend. Um, and that right there, I mean, that, that right there, we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I think that puts you in the running right now for greaser of the week. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's some, some big time moves that you're making to get up here. So, uh, you know, right now it's, it's your award to lose. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely think so too. So, you know, Grease of the Week sponsored by Pearl Lacrosse. It's me. And don't worry, I'll be sending, you know, Barstool an invoice for my flight and everything. So just, you know, if Portnoy wants to like, you know, throw it away or be like, who the fuck is this guy? That's fine. That's fine with me too. I'm really pumped about it, dude. Like I, I haven't been last time. Was, I think last time I was in Philadelphia, I was in, I had to coach and I was in like some fucking, I can't remember what the university was. Oh, Ryder University for a trilogy lacrosse tournament I was coaching. And that, my friend, uh, Ryder University, if you've never been there, there might be like 70 people who go there. It is not great. Is, it is, it is, is, is I think Ryder. it's in New Jersey. Okay. I think I it's in New say, Jersey. Uh, so you had to fly into Philly, but like not great. Not great. Um, so, uh, but, but I mean, this weekend, you know, we, we, we are perhaps getting ahead of ourselves. This weekend we have, you know, we, we, we got to get through this weekend to make it through the next one, right? So um, we're in New York. Uh, first game, char- uh, oh, my God. I'm thinking about NFL football, dude. My fantasy team's so fucked up. I almost said Chargers. I'm thinking about Phillip Rivers for some reason. My brain's so small. Um, you think that Philip Rivers, you think Philip Rivers has enough kids that if he just like came with yes. his family, he could fill up the premier zone himself? Yes, absolutely. And statistically, one of his kids, probably, what is it? Like 16% of kids become pro athletes. And like statistically, at least one of them has to be a pro athlete, but with his genes, I think all of them could be pro athletes. So he could just fill out a whole fucking PLL team in, in you know, 20 well, years. I was going to say statistically, he would have at least a couple lacrosse players in that yes. in that group of kids. Um, I, I think it's you know one out of every uh, five kids in America have a lacrosse stick in their hands. Um, yes. I don't know. I, I'd have to talk to the Elias Spiritsboro for that one. Um, but yeah, so the, it is it is a huge weekend uh, here for New York. Uh, so the, obviously, there's the semifinal game between the Redwoods and the Chaos, and the winner of that gets to play. The, the whip stakes, as they are now calling themselves, uh, in the championship next weekend. Uh, but another game, now this is a game that, you know, I, I think both of us, we've been pretty down on the loser's bracket so far, these playoffs. It's, it's kind of hard to get up for a game that's like, well, like no one's winning the championship here. Um, but in the loser's bracket for the first overall pick, I think I'm I think I'm in on it right now because friend of the pod Joe Keegs uh, he just put out a list of the top draft prospects for next year, um, and this is something that we've said pretty much all along. Where it's like I we get the idea of wanting to play for that first overall draft pick, but this upcoming draft class is so fucking stacked that it doesn't matter. Like every team gets a stud for at least the first two rounds. Um, so like, all right, so let, let me just, let me pull this up real quick. Let me just run down the names of Joe Keeg's top 10 draft prospects for 2020. TD Erlin, ever heard of him? Only the greatest college lacrosse face-off specialist of all time. Docs Aiken, national champ. Grant Ament, just and like the vision of that kid uh, puts the entire world to shame. Like he would put, uh, who? What are they? Or orthopedic? Who? Who? Who does the eyes? Optometrist. Optometrist. There we go. Optometrist out of there because Grant and Matt never need you. Michael Sowers, one of the best Dodgers that we've seen in quite some time. J.T. Giles Harris. This is a guy, he played on uh, the, the GMH team that I went up to Lake Placid with, so I got to see him in person for you know a few days that weekend. An absolute monster of a human being. Um, I mean, nice as could be off the field, but an absolute fucking monster who will ruin your life on a lacrosse field. So that's five right there. Mac O'Keefe at six. Mac O'Keefe scores like 70 goals a year, and he's only the sixth best draft prospect coming into 2020. Uh, Jeff Teat, who is in terms of field and box, like he, he's like, he's like that next John Grant jr. Um, just a guy who can absolutely dominate any version of the sport that he plays. Uh, Charlie Bertrand from Merrimack, uh, Michael Krause, again, another uh, national champ and Trey LeClaire who's just bombs away from Ohio state. So right there, that's, 
that's 10 guys where I'd be totally happy grabbing any of them. So like at this point, I'm looking at this game on Saturday, this game between the archers and, uh, and Chrome. I'm looking at, you might just, you might want to throw this game. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd almost rather not have that first pick for this upcoming draft because like there are too many names to pick from. There's, there's so many options for you to go to. You're going to end up like overthinking it. I think what you want is that like third or fourth pick where maybe even like fourth or fifth, like a couple of those names are already off the board. So it just makes that decision easier for you. Cause right now you're looking at it and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to, if you have the first pick, it's going to be the most stressful job in lacrosse trying to figure out who you're going to take out of that group of guys. And the funny thing is like, that's such a great top 10, like that, that's such a great overall draft, like overall top 10. But like, there's some guys that you could argue that got left out. Like it's just, even it goes through the, through the, through the next three, you got to think about like Jared burn, uh, Jared Bernhardt. Um, you got to think about uh, Jake Carraway at Georgetown. Like those guys are fucking sick. Uh, Brian Costabile, Notre Dame. Like those guys are, those guys are fucking sick. They could, you could argue that they're, that they're, you know, interchangeable within the top 10, but yeah, you know, that's, that's going to fucking suck ass to have to be like, ugh, I got the number one pick. Hey, who, who wants the number one pick that, now? Like that, no, nobody needs to stress. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and it's almost like, you know, cause, cause right now, so like TD is the guy who Joe Keeks has at number one and like, I get it, but then it depends on, you know, who's got that pick. Like, you know, if Atlas win that game on the 21st, they don't need them. They don't but, need it. Um, you know, if, if now, if, if now imagine if archers end up do getting it though. And then they, cause then, cause then you have to start where like that would be a team that I guess would go early in, cause they already had Pat Spencer coming back. Um, unless Pat Spencer's like, although he'd, he'd still be good to go. Even if he ends up playing NBA. True. Going, going to the nets. Joe Sai. He can do both. He can do yeah. both. Uh, just, just a little Bo Jackson. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. So like now that I'm watching, like now I'm, I want to watch the losers bracket because I do think that the play here is to just throw this game this upcoming Saturday, because you don't want the first overall pick. That's just too much anxiety, too much responsibility. I'm a big fan of just like hanging out and like procrastinating until the last minute and then being like, ah, I'll just, you know, do that, you know? That's kind of yeah. what you need for this 2020 draft. You need to like not think about anything, have a couple names fly off the board, and then once like you're left with you know like like Sowers or Teat, it's like yeah, that's still like an aggressively tough decision to make, but it's a little bit easier deciding between two of those guys instead of ten. Yeah, it's kind of like you know fantasy football. You know, sometimes you don't want the number one pick. You know, sometimes you know you like to be seventh or eighth. Um, I lose either way. Yeah, I don't give a shit about my team. So I'm in I'm in four leagues, and I just kind of want to die. What? I know. I it's I like three of them are for money. All right, but only one of them is 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 not four. Four is excessive. I know. Three is excessive. Though any anything more than anything more than two, like you're constantly rooting against guys that you have on on one of your teams. Well, look, I'm, I've been always going to be playing against a guy that you like. It's Monday night. You're down by a few points. Like you need him to have a huge night, but then you're also playing against him in your other leagues. Or you're like, ah, well, like you need to like thread the needle and have like eleven points. That's true, but I'm kind of like you know spreading out all my resources, so I have to like win sometimes, right? You know, I went I went two and two last week, and it's not that bad for four leagues. Yeah, I'm not a big stock guy, but I guess you're diversifying your portfolio. That's right. I'm I'm batting 500. It's not 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 a big deal. Yeah. All right. Um, well, probably should have mentioned a little bit earlier, but again, I, I always do this. But like, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you clicked the title of the podcast, so like you already know that Tim Troutner is coming on. I just didn't say it until now. Um, but yeah, so we do have from Ed, Redwoods LC the psychopath in between the pipes for them. We've got Tim Troutner coming up. Um, so he's going to talk to us about, you know, how the season's been going for him. So, I mean, dude, 
the man has played so much lacrosse over the past seven or eight months here, um, going from high point straight rolling over to the Redwoods. And now, you know, he's playing for a chance to go uh, play in the first ever championship game. So, you know, a lot on the line for him and a lot on the line for the Redwoods this weekend. So might as well kick it over to our interview with Tim Troutner. All right. Joining us right now, we've got the man between the pipes for Redwoods LC this weekend in the semifinal. He's also up for the rookie of the year, not a big deal or anything like that. We've got Tim Troutner on the line. Timmy Troutner, thanks for hopping on with us this week and uh, obviously a, a big one coming up this weekend. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm pretty fired up. I mean, Redwoods are hot right now. You got to keep it hot, keep it going. The woods are like aggressively hot right now. Um, probably like the the way that that game turned out on last weekend against the archers. Um, you know, the, it just you the boys were like a, a machine out there, just buzzing all over the place. Now, the one question I really want to start off with here, because I got to know. How pissed off are you that you didn't get a hockey assist for that uh, the outlet that you had to Ryder right at the end of the third quarter there that he ends up dishing over to Westberg to score right at the buzzer there? I mean, I'll take it, I'll take it as a goal. I mean, we won the game, but uh, I was pretty more fired up on uh, right out of the field to my man Sexton, and I was calling for it back to get my first ever goal. Uh, I'll be ended up taking a two-pointer and maybe run all the way back, but uh, – no, I'm happy for us. I mean, we were, we were a team on a mission ready to win, and that, we still have that vision to win the whole thing. So, fired up. Yeah, I mean, between, like, the transition, like a, a play like that, uh, you know, Greg Renlian just taking it forward to the house, sticking one in the back of the net, uh, Westberg with the Natty Hattie. Like, the, it, was, it was an all-around destruction game for the Redwoods. So, I uh, – you know, some of the Redwood guys, you, you might be listening to this right now, and, and you have every reason to be a little bit afraid heading into this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, scary being in the woods, as we say. Uh, I know everything was clicking last week, and just got to keep that train rolling. Yeah. Uh, real quick, though, you, so you said that you, you wanted the ball back from Sexton. Um, for, to drop it, to, do you have that range? Like, I, I, I know that goalies, they – Goalies love to think that they can just grip and rip and go bombs away from, from wherever, but are, like, do you actually have the range to, to back that up? Uh, maybe from 10, I don't know about from the two-point line, but I was probably about like 12 or 10 stepping in. Maybe even pass it one more and get the assist. I mean, I don't know. I like running down the field, getting the crowd going. Fires me up. It's a good energy play too. Yeah, and, and not even just like, like goalies in general – love to, to try to shoot any chance they get. But I, I found that specifically lefty goalies are the ones who constantly want to shoot the ball. Um, I feel like you're a guy like it, when you, it, when you play summer league, like obviously you, your summer has been a little busy right now with, uh, with the Redwoods, but when you play like a men's league summer league game, are you, are you between the pipes or are you playing lefty attack? I'm playing lefty midfield or attack um, team Bud lightning. We've won uh, two heroes championships. The past two years in a row, um, but not I couldn't do it this year. But sorry, yeah, I, I try not to play. I like to have fun and play offense. I mean, like this morning, I was up at uh, five thirty playing a little like three by three on three lacrosse with short sticks and tennis balls. I mean, just keep a short stick in my hand. Yeah, well, you know, for a guy like you though, uh, because again, goalies, I I, I give them a uh, you know give them shit every once in a while, but for a guy like you specifically. You've been getting, you know, you've been having to stand in the way of a ton of lacrosse balls. Like, you think about the, the year that you've had, been playing so much lacrosse. It gets started in February at High Point. Um, well, obviously, like, you know, it gets started before February, but in terms of actual games. Um, and then you, you just roll that, you know, so it starts off, like, think about it. Like, feels like forever ago, but back in, like, just this past February, Duke, or knocking off Duke, uh, knocking off Virginia, you finish out your season, your senior year and then you know you get it going right away with with the uh with the redwoods here in the PLL so like is there any part of you that's like a little pump that you have you know like two more games here where you have to get hit with lacrosse balls for a living and then you can kind of take a little bit of a break 
Yeah, it's crazy to think about it. Uh, I was talking to my coach uh, last week about it. It's Coach Torpy at High Point. I, I was at school uh, at J- January 5th, and I started workouts January 7th, just consistently playing. I think the longest break I've had without lacrosse was like two-week bye, but I still, shot, still saw shots in between. So it's going to be a little bittersweet. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, it's just a whole different level. So that just keeps the excitement going, and that we're playing for a championship here. It gets me going, but uh, – I'll say after we're done, it's going to be a nice little break from uh, getting hit for some balls. I mean, I'm still hurting from last week. Got hit a bunch, but, I mean, the save's a save. So, if it doesn't go in, I'm happy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, now, was there, like, any – like, th- did you even have time to try to, like, figure out the transition from going from college to now playing pro? Or, like, were you just – I mean, you figure what, you're – you know, your season ended at high point and then you had like a couple weeks to get ready for the PLL season. Like, did you just go out there and just stop shots just because that, you know, you're, you're a sicko like that? Or like, did you have any sort of way to prepare to kind of go from that change from college to the pros? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, after we lost in our, our conference championship game, I saw like two, like I had two weeks before training camp, like two and a half weeks before training camp. So I was at school for one more week, and I came home, and uh, Kyle Harrison, being one of the cats on the team, reached out to me. He lives up in Sparta Park, about 20, 15 minutes away from me. So I met up with him and Landis um, at a field. So I got to see shots by him and talk to him a little bit about the different, like, game changes and the speed. So, I mean, credit to him. He really helped me out going into it. And then training camp was huge, just kind of getting to know the guys and just the speed of play, which is a whole different level. And just just trying to – I'm still learning, and they're trying to help me out still, but – it's been um, a lot of credit to Kyle Harrison helped me out. Dude, Kyle seems like, like I've this this doesn't it's not going to be like breaking news. Like I feel like anyone can say it, but he seems like the ultimate guy to have as a teammate. Like you know, just looking on like Twitter after you know each weekend, like he's always gassing up one of the younger guys on the team, or you know, it doesn't even just have to be like a Redwoods guy. Like he's always gassing up the younger guy. Like so, uh, you know, obviously it sounds like a guy like that, um, you know, has helped you a lot making that transition, but like, you know, like the, the older guys on the team, I feel like the Redwoods have like a ton of guys like that guys like Kyle and, and Walters and Greg. Um, so, you know, like what's, what's like that locker room been like, I know it's, you know, it's probably a little bit different playing pros where, you know, you're with these guys for like a couple days out of the week, as opposed to like living in dorms with them. Um, but you know, what's the, what's that locker room like? Yeah, I know for me, uh, just going into training camp and just throughout the season, just trying to be like a sponge and taking anything those guys say. I mean, those guys have so many years under their belt. And just everything they say is true, and they know the best. I mean, my eyes are the best players in the world I see because um, that's what I grew up with. But just anything they say, I try to take in and just, I don't know, they don't do anything for the team, which I love, and I respect them a lot. Yeah, so the Redwood, you know, a ton of legends on that team, you know, guys who have been around the block, like I mentioned. Uh, also, a ton of young talent on the team. And uh, one guy, you know, he's your teammate right now, but you're also kind of opponents in the uh, Rookie of the Year race. So it's, uh, you know, yourself and, and Ryder Garnsey. So Ryder's obviously been lighting shit up uh, ever since the All-Star break specifically. Uh, so like, no, no offense to, you know, Connor Farrell or Jack Rowlett, but like, I feel like that race comes down to the two of you. Now I want to know, let, let's say that we settle it on Ryder gets 10 shots from 10 yards out. Who's coming away with the rookie of the year? Ooh, 10 yards out. Uh, it's right inside its range and anything outside of that. I mean, I, I was, I was, thinking that that might be, I was going to say that's a little bit outside of his range. I feel like he's like, uh, like running up the hash, like looking like he's about to fall over and then gets it off from about like seven and a half, eight. So I, I, I figured anything out of 10 would be a little bit unfair for him, but yeah, we'll go, we'll go 10 from 10. 10 from 10. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, you could ask him what happened last week during practice. I was uh, just playing the scout knowing where he's shooting. He's getting a little frustrated, but that's a tough one. Ooh. I would say probably end of the tie. I mean, we, we're, I'd say it's probably even from there. What about five from 12, five from 10? I think I'll win the 12 and maybe that's tough. Uh, I don't think you get too many. I'd say like you might get like one or two from 12 and 10 pushing it. I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to doubt him. Uh, I, was, 
I was just seeing if I could cause a little bit of a divide in that locker room before before the big game this weekend, <laughs> but it, it seems like uh, seems like you guys will, will still be on the same page there. Yeah, no, I trust him. I mean, he's got my back. I got his back. Yeah. Well, speaking of this weekend, uh, so how, how are you feeling heading into this chaos game? Uh, looking back on the schedule right now, look, so you guys haven't been able to beat chaos yet this year, but you know, I'm a big believer. It's, it's hard enough to beat the same team twice in a year, let alone three times. So, um, you know, I, I feel like, I, I feel like maybe right now chaos, they're probably in that locker room. They're thinking, Oh, like we've already got these guys a couple times. Like, let's just do it again. But how are you guys feeling? Yeah, no, I mean, we've had two um, tough losses to them. Uh, I mean, we, we're missing some guys on the defense end because of injury, but I'm pretty excited. I mean, watching the Lipstick Chaos game, I was hoping the Chaos would lose so we could get a chance at them just because we haven't beat them yet, and I want to beat them and then uh, beat the Lipstick in the championship just because we got blown out by them um, and, and uh, was it Hamilton. So, I mean, I think we're going to do – we just got to stop the transition a little bit and just play six on six and um, – value every position possession and just win the game yeah it's it's pretty crazy how you guys bounce back from you know again you guys got beat up pretty good by the whip snakes there um i feel like that you know they were also bouncing back from what did they have they had like two straight losses so obviously they needed to come back strong um but then yeah you guys you lose big to the whip snakes and you know people are thinking well like you know now now you you really got to dig your way out to get into the playoffs just because of the goal differential now. And then you follow that up by just blowing the doors off Chrome. Um, you know, is, is that, was there like a specific, like, like, did you guys go into that, like with any different mindset or did you guys just go out there, you know, play lacrosse and, and it just happened to fall in that, you know, the way that it did. Yeah. I mean, we knew um, our back was against the wall and we had a win by seven. So we came out the guns blazing and just, Coach, our coach Nat kept telling us just to play our game and have fun out there. I mean, and remember our why, why we do this, and just the love for the game. And that just kind of sat with us pretty well, I think. And we went out there and just played our game and didn't really think too much and just had fun and just remembered we got to blow these guys out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to do it to them. Um, real quick, so I've heard from from a few different sources out there that Tim Troutner loves to talk it up in the cage and not like directing the defense, talk it up. But I I've, I've heard you, you're, you're pretty good with uh, you know, a little bit of shit talk in there, make a save, let them know about it. Um, one, I want to know if you can confirm the rumors and two, uh, is, is, has there been any, you know, attackman or anyone else in the league uh, that you think has done a great job at, at throwing it right back at you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll confirm the rumor. I definitely do like talk a little smack. Uh, kind of elevates my play, I would say. And just sometimes it's pretty fun to do when you're especially winning, but uh, sometimes it's tough. I mean, you're a goal you're going to get scored on, so I'll hear it right back. I mean, last week I was seeing it from Manny pretty good. I mean, I was he's, giving it to him a little bit. I mean, hit the Long Island guys, they're tough to shut up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember week one against Dallas. It was definitely a lot of trash talking and just us winning that just definitely – that made me feel good just beating their ass a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I would say most attack when they get it right back. I mean, it's pretty funny. I mean, just one of my favorite memories was uh, we were playing the Chrome and uh, another rookie, Savia, came down. He was roommates with my best friend uh, from home. And he shot a two-pointer, and I made the save. And it was like the end of the whistle, so I ended up throwing the ball back at him, told him to try again, which I thought was pretty funny. But, uh, I don't know, I enjoy talking a little smack, elevates the play, and the guys get kind of fired up around it, I'd say. Yeah, I, I feel like you you need that from I'm almost more worried like if I have a goalie who's just completely normal, even keeled the whole time, like I'm worried about that guy that like something's going on and is like what what's you know, what's wrong with this guy? Like when you have a goalie who's out there just talking shit, uh, you know, and calling for the ball so that he can run up for a for a two bomb, like that's that's when you know when when the screw is loose, that's when you know that you have a normal goalie. <laughs> Yeah, it's screws up a little loose. Uh, I mean, I think a big thing is as a goalie, you got to be definitely confident and uh, kind of got to be like an alpha male and just demand everything and um, do what you want out there, honestly. I mean, you're the only guy in there, really. So, got to be confident. Yeah. Um, hey, I got a question. Do you think that High Point deserves at least some sort of a – like, you guys beat Virginia early in the season. 
um, then they go on to win the national championship. Do you, do you think that the high point deserves a little something there? Uh, it's funny. I always tell uh, like Conrad that uh, we're the reason they won the national championship. We kind of got them going a little bit after beating them. I mean, it was um, it was a good year, I thought, for us. I mean, we ended up not making the tournament, which is – I mean, we did it to ourselves. I win our own conference championship and losing a couple bad games. But, I don't know, I'm excited for this upcoming year for them. I'm a proud alumni, and I think they're going to get the job done this year and make the tournament. Yeah, I've, I've never made a trip down there, but from everything I've heard, the campus is fucking unreal. So, um, yeah, definitely enjoy going back there as, as an alumni. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you can go back there with a PLL ring on your finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that place is uh, pretty crazy. It's like a country club. I mean, that, nothing I've ever, ever seen like it. Um, People well, also always bring crazy. up the, uh, the, the rock climbing wall. That, that's like always something that people bring up every time. I don't know how, how much rock climbing you did in your four years there, but people love to bring up the fact that there's a rock climbing wall at High Point. I, even, I don't think there is a rock climbing wall, to be honest with you, but uh, we do have I've a just been, I've just been lied campus. to. This You have a what? Yeah. We have a steakhouse on campus, Ooh. which is pretty cool. And um, that's pretty cool. You got the, you got the three-car limit. Kids are only up to three cars. Uh, you let up golf carts. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you can get a full steak dinner with appetizer, um, a side, and a dessert for, like, as you're real playing the same meal as a, a Starbucks coffee. So, it's, you get to go once a week. So, it's pretty cool You get like, something like that there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're having a good time right now playing pro ball and everything, but it kind of sounds like you're an idiot for graduating. Probably should have tried to figure out yeah. a way if you could get, like, a, like, a Pat Spencer extra year and just play basketball or some shit there. Yeah, that's, that's what I always tell my parents and my family. I'm just, I wish I could go back uh, just for one more semester, just kind of do like kind of like a fifth year just to be a normal student and see how it is or just anywhere. I think that's kind of the right route to do. But, you know, I got my grades, got my academics done and graduated in four years, so I'm not complaining. But it'd be nice stuff to have one more semester back there right now, even especially just right now, having a couple classes and playing lacrosse in the week, guys, that would be a bad gig right now. No, not at all. Um... All right. Well, hey, I, I know you're a, uh, I know you're a busy guy. I know you got a travel day coming up pretty soon here. Um, so I won't take up too much more of your time, but you know, so heading into this weekend, like, is, is there anything that like you're preparing for different? Um, or, or are you just like, I, 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 again, I feel like goalies, like you guys have your, you know, you have your routine and it's, it's, you guys usually just stick to that. Um, so is there anything different that you, that you can tell us about or is, are you just keeping everything close to the chest heading into the semifinal? They're pretty close to the chest. I mean, I'd say like one thing that um, is definitely a big focus for us is um, the two-point goals. I mean, that's what they live off of. And as for a goalie, I mean, sometimes it can be a little intimidating when a guy like Jared Dude would come in down, cropping in. But for me, my thing is just kind of be more patient and just kind of wait on it and just be on, like, kind of be on your toes and don't kind of like, don't get intimidated by it. Just be ready to attack it and just, those are big goals that can be a huge um, swing in the game. So I'm kind of just mentally preparing for that a little bit, getting ready, watching some film. So I'm fired up for the weekend to get back with the guys again and just um, hopefully get this W and go to Philly. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, maybe this time around, just, just send it all the way down the field right to Westberg and, and don't use Ryder as the middleman. Because I feel like, again, I, I feel like he kind of stole that point from you because he wants to win that rookie of the year race. So, you know, maybe, maybe you just got to, you know, cut the middleman out and get that assist yourself. I mean, I'm pretty happy I got one assist so far. I think I'm the only goalie with the point so far. So, I mean, hopefully that helps with uh, the rookie of the year nominee thing. But, uh I don't know. I'm happy whenever, whenever we score, I'm happy. So as long as the ball doesn't go in, doing my job. All right, man. Well, hey, best of luck to you this weekend at Red Bull Arena. You guys can, I believe that is a uh, 5 p.m. NBC Sports Network, Redwoods versus Chaos with a trip to Philly on the line. And uh, yeah, it'll be Tim Troutner leading the way as the Redwoods book their trip to Philly and then he'll get a rookie of the year and everyone's going to be happy. And then we can all go celebrate <laughs> at the rock climbing wall at High Point that apparently doesn't exist. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I've never heard that in my life, but it's a new one. Someone right. did lie to you. Uh, it, it wouldn't be the first time. All right, man. Well, hey, appreciate you coming on and uh, yeah, best of luck this weekend, bud. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.
All right. Thanks again to Tim Troutner for coming on with us. A uh, big weekend for him. And you can catch Troutner between the pipes and the rest of the Redwoods as they take on Chaos LC at 5 p.m. Red Bull Arena. You can watch it on NBC Sports Network. Uh, yeah, I mean, big game coming up here. Real quick, this weekend preview is going to be brought to us by Roback. They are uh, – it's, it's an athleisure brand uh based out of charlottesville virginia so you know a couple of those big time draft prospects stocks aiken michael kraus they might know a thing or two about rowback um you know and hey we're in the midst of the college football season here so they've got uh you know a ton of polos out there that are designed specifically for uh college football teams so if you're a penn state guy you know if you're a big Grand Amen or Mac O'Keefe should go first overall and you're also watching penn state this weekend they've got a polo for you um, you know, if you're an Alabama guy and, and you just, you know, you, you want to dress up to make sure that if you run into Nick Saban, he doesn't just fade you on site. They've got a polo for you right there. Uh, they've got quarter zips. They've got performance tees. They've got bandanas for your dog. Uh, so Roback, that is R-H-O-B-A-C-K. Make sure to check them out at Roback.com. Put in promo code CREASE15 for 15% off of your first order. And also make sure to follow them on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, so Redwoods and Chaos, 5 p.m., NBC Sports Network. This, this game right here, we, we say this all the time in the college season, um, and, and we've said it a few times here, but it's difficult to beat the same team twice in one season, um, you know, and especially with, you know, how even most of these teams are matched up. Uh, but chaos, they've already got the, the 2-0 advantage on the season series against Redwoods. So I believe the first game, I don't know if it was overtime or not off the top of my head, but I know it was a, a one-goal game. I think it was like 12-11. The second game was like 13-10. to um, So they've been tight, but chaos have won both of them. So now you got to think heading into this weekend, do you think chaos in that locker room right now, they think that they have this one in the bag? Like they've already beat them twice. Might as well do it to them again. I mean, you can't help, but I mean, you, you can't help but think that, right? Like you've already got them twice. You know, you really can't help but think that you've won that, right? You know, and, and you, you've seen what's happened before and moving forward, you're like, okay, you just got to execute the same way. The problem is the Redwoods are a different team. Uh, I think the Redwoods are a different team than they were originally in the beginning of the season. I mean, you've got um, our boy Ryder Garnsey, friend of the pod, recurring guest, who is out there crushing the most points since the All-Star break. Um, I mean, Jules Henningberg, you know, I've seen him posting videos out there getting that work in the offseason, you know, at, on, the, on his off days. Um, the defense. I think the first time that they played each other, so the first time would have been Chicago. We so yeah. Jules wasn't traded until that following week. So that first exactly. one was, was minus Jules. Yeah, the first one was minus. Was they didn't even have Jules, you know? And uh, Kavanaugh was mostly you know radio silent for the first few weeks of the PLL. Um, so now you have the chaos defense against this high-powered attack. Um, you know, the Redwoods attack has emerged as extremely high powered in them. And the midfield is, is also, you know, uh, and midfield is also an important aspect, but, uh, Greg beast, uh, from what we've seen is mostly healthy. Um, he may be held together with kinesiology tape, uh, or something like that from the way he makes it sound like after every one of his games, but he's playing super well. Um, and I, you know, I, I like the Redwoods in this one. I, I really do. I, I, I take the underdog here. Yeah. See, like, I would need to go back and, and like, watch the game to, like, remember how each of them played out. Like, I, I feel like – so if – again, I, I, I can't remember either off the top of my head. But if there was, like, a point during those games where, you know, the Redwoods, they were up, but then, uh, you know, up by like a few goals, but then the chaos, they were able to kind of chip away, climb back and then take over the game. Like those, like winning the, the first two matchups of this series, like having that in the back of your head, like if they go down, right, if chaos go down in this game, like if they've already come back against the Redwoods, then like, you know, if they're down at halftime, you can go back into the locker room at halftime 
and like you have like a basis you're like all right like we've you know we've come back against these guys before it's no big deal we'll do it again so like that's where i think that you know having those two wins under your belt already would be huge but if if there was never a part during those first two games that they played this year where like like a win for them was ever in jeopardy like if they start to go down like then that's when you're like oh fuck like we might have let this one like slip away um and then like same thing goes for for like redwoods you know like if they've been up in games but then let chaos climb back on them um you know it's it's it just it's gonna be like a lot of like a mental thing as and like as a coach I, I feel like you know Andy Towers is is probably uh you know trying to tell his guys like listen like we be we I'm gonna do my Andy Towers voice here you're into it yeah all right motherfuckers like hey we fucking beat <laughs> guys twice before but you know that doesn't mean shit for this week uh this is this is a brand new week it's a brand new season and and you better believe that they're pissed off that they beat us twice but guess what we're the fucking ass all right we're the fucking ass we're going one and oh this week and uh you know fuck you fuck that fuck the other guy but uh you know new week forget about the other two times uh all right d- chaos on three so like you can tell your guys like not to think about those first two wins and like how, you know, beating those guys twice is, is going to like fuel the other team to come back and beat you this time around. But as a player in your head, the whole time you're like, nah, like we, we got like, you're just like a crazy bald guy right now. Like we got this shit. We already beat him twice. Might as well do it. And then like, then you start to take the game for granted a little bit. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think that this one's going to be pretty mental because like the Redwoods are feeling great about themselves after that win against the archers. Like that was, that was about as complete of a win as you could get. I mean, Troutner was great in the cage. Uh, Greg was great at winning faceoffs. The defense was great. Um, you know, obviously it helps a little bit like when Tom Schreiber doesn't play in the second half. So it's like a little bit easier to play defense against the archers when they don't have the best player in the world out there, but the defense looks solid. Um, the transition game for them was great. And then obviously guys like, you know, Ryder Jules and, and Westberg and Kavanaugh just all kind of going off a little bit there. Um, so it was a complete win for them. They're feeling great about themselves. So it's it just whoever like takes the game, I guess, like more seriously, which like it's a semifinal game. They're going to both take it seriously. Like that just, I just don't have like a better word for it right now, but I, I think that it's, it's a mental thing this weekend. No, I totally get that. Um, how long do you think that if you replaced Andy Towers with like stone cold, Steve Austin on the sidelines, how long do you think it would take somebody to notice? I think it would at least take a few minutes. Maybe an hour. Honestly, he could go the entire game, and I think people would just be like, "Thanks, coach." Yeah, I would. I would like to see Andy Towers just show up dressed as Stone Cold. Like, I want him in like slamming the the beers together, slamming beers. I want him in like in like you know cut off jean shorts. I want him in like a a leather vest, not wearing anything underneath. Um, So, or you know, like again, like maybe not even if all right if the PLL if you want to like stay you know, professional, this and that, like what I like, let him dress up in his co- coach's polo for the game. But when the boys come off the bus, you know, and we get all the pictures of all the fellows and their game day fits, Andy, I, I know that this is short notice here, but I have a feeling that somewhere in your suitcase is a pair of cutoff jean shorts and a leather vest show up to the game dressed up as stone cold. I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, tweet that at him. Uh, after after we're done, uh, please, coach, stepping off the bust. Hey, stepping off the bust. Can we see you rock this fit? Thanks. Yeah, let's just get like a like a side by side, and and it could be like oh yeah, the, uh, like 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 the bar touchscreen game, like the spot the difference thing. Um, yes. and people would be like, well, there's no there's no difference here. I guess that was a trick question. Um, I'm pumped. Yeah, in terms of all right, so in terms of a prediction here, because you know we're in the business of ending up sounding extremely dumb and wrong all the time. Um, our brackets are already busted. Uh, but so we might as well just give another prediction here. Cause who gives a fuck? I can't do any worse than I've been doing already. I'm going to go. I think, I think the Redwoods keep this thing rolling. Um, you know, I, I think that 
I don't know. We, we just saw the chaos kind of give up a little bit there um, in that matchup against the Whip Snakes last week. And like, again, it's that game didn't really matter that much. It's like, even if they lost that game, they still have this game this weekend. Um, but I don't know. I, I just like, I, I feel like the momentum is there for the Redwoods chaos. They need to like, kind of like flip that switch and get themselves going again. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go, I think the Redwoods keep this thing rolling. It's, it's tough to beat a team three times in one season. So give me Redwoods by like by two. I think Redwoods by two is, is solid. Um, I think it'll be a, a, a close game. Obviously Connor Fields is going to do Connor Fields stuff, but again, chaos is playing the Redwoods defense. You know, that, that, that I think it'll also come down to, um, can you know? Can the Redwoods defense uh, keep up with Chaos' ability to push transition? Because again, when the ball is unsettled, that's when you know the Chaos thrives. So, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, like we just heard it in the interview with Tim Troutner, but like obviously, it de- it depends on how the two bombs are flying for the Chaos. Because I feel oh, like, yeah. like like that's that's where they're at their best. Like if they start just stepping in going bombs away and, and getting those two balls, you know, just, you know, maybe, maybe one or two of them in like the first half, um, then that confidence starts to build. And then they're a team that's like a fucking machine um, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. So stop the two balls that will kind of like get, it won't take their confidence away, but it won't give them like this, like all, all being power of confidence that they usually play with once they just start sticking them from 19, 20 yards out. Yeah. Jared Newman. Ugh. I mean, I, I think what the chaos have scored three times as many two balls as the Redwoods. That's frightening. So I just, I just saw the, uh, the, the picture that you tweeted of uh, stone cold as, as Andy towers. And it is extremely difficult for me to look at this picture <laughs> And think that it's anything other than Andy Towers. It is like that. Like if you know, Andy Towers should sign up to be Stone Cold's like body double or something. Like if you know Stone Cold was going to return to WWE, like Andy Towers could absolutely do that and be like, "Hey, it's me. I'm back." Yeah. So that uh, just just a nice little off season venture for Coach Towers. Um, all right. So we're we're both on agreement there. Redwoods. Yep. All right. Um, so that's that's the five o'clock game, NBC SN. Um, if if you're still in the mood for some more lacrosse afterwards, you can catch Chrome and Archers. That's at eight p.m. Uh, on NBC Sports Gold. I again, I, I I think that the play here is to throw the game. Um, I'd really I would rather not have the first overall pick. I think anyone in the top three is getting a legitimate. Uh, franchise altering stud. So, you know, it, it, that it's just to have that first pick is just too much, uh, too much responsibility would give me a ton of anxiety. So I don't really care who wins or loses this game. Um, but let's, let's go. I don't know. Archers will be without Schreiber, so I'll, I'll give I'll give the Chrome one more win. They need one more. They, they're feeling pretty low about themselves. It's been a, a tough, or maybe they just want the season to be over. I don't know. Um, it's been a rough go for the Chrome, but you know, there's there's Jordan Wolf's on the team there, Philly guy. So maybe maybe he'll want to be playing. And although Sankey's also on the Archers, uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna, you know what? Let's do this. So obviously this is a podcast. You guys aren't going to be able to see this, um, but. Jake, you are going to be the archers. I'm going to be Chrome. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors here. Um, So this is obviously terrible radio since you guys can't see it, but um, rock, paper, scissors, best two out of three. Okay. All right. So your archers, I'm Chrome? Yes. All right. Here we go. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 
Oh, all right. That's one win for the Chrome right there. <laughs> Jordy, Jordy throwing scissors. Jake, mental midget going back to paper. <laughs> back, right. back to back paper. I'm just back to back paper. I've never seen that move once in my life. All right. So it's, it's one nothing Chrome. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, oh I, I hit him with his own paper. I hit him with his own paper. Uh, that's two nothing Chrome. So Chrome, they will be advancing to play in the first overall uh, draft pick game in Philly. So uh, yeah, that prediction right there, Redwoods versus the Whip Stakes in the championship game. And it'll be Chrome versus the Atli uh, part four in the um, first overall game. So uh, that is all at Red Bull Arena. So big weekend this week, uh, but again, even bigger weekend next week at the PLL Championship in Philly. The boys will be there, boots on the ground, doing a live show, 145 at Talon Energy Stadium. Uh, if you are going to be making it to Philly for that weekend for the championship, uh, make sure that you let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Crease Dive. And yeah. Enjoy some lacrosse. Hey, there's only there's only four more games left of the season, regardless. So soak them all in and keep it going. Low to high to the day we die. We out. They're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a dawn mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean. I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober. Don't drink liquor and all the game's over. Need a plane, I explain it to my broker. Three bots in the hood, top down, and ain't over. You know there's more men where that come from. Me and Kuda Love rolling back to back in one. See, the names have all changed since I've been around. But the game ain't the same since I left out.